to Get the Balance Right, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking for a quirky spin on business. I'm your host, Heather Zeitzwolf, CPA and profitability coach. I'm a longtime vegan, Gen Xer, cat mom, drag queen enthusiast, and collector of weird dolls and lunchboxes. If you want kick-ass information that includes zany commentary and a dab of woo-woo, then you've come to the right place. I want to help you build a business based on your passion and authentic voice. Are you ready to take control of your finances so you can earn, keep, and grow the money you deserve? If you're a solo entrepreneur that isn't afraid to do things scrappy, then roll up your sleeves and let's get the balance right. I hear so many entrepreneurs say that the one thing that they need is more sales. If I could only get more leads, more customers, they're always chasing after that next client. But what if I told you that increasing your sales does not guarantee that you will make more in profits. That may sound crazy, but as an accountant, looking at business financials, I have seen this countless times over the years. Hey dudes, I'm Heather Zeitzwolf. I'm a profitability advisor and known as the Vegan CPA. And besides vegans, I help creatives start and build sustainable, scalable, profitable businesses based on their authenticity and talents. I'm also the host of this podcast, Get the Balance Right. Now, admittedly, I'm not a sales expert, although I did have a really kick-ass one on my show, Nikki Roush, a.k.a. The Sales Maven. That was back on episode 32. Nikki dropped some killer sales tactics. So check out the link in the show notes if you haven't heard that one. But this episode is about profits, which is in my wheelhouse. Now, I want to be clear. There is a distinct difference between sales, a.k.a. revenue, and profit. Revenue is what you make before expenses. Profit is what you have after expenses. And if your expenses are larger than your revenue, then you have negative profit, which is also known as net loss. If you've been following the podcast for a while, then FYI, this is the last episode in the series called From Passion to Profits. So today, episode 99, to tie it all together, I wanted to emphasize an area that is so vital for creatives who are entrepreneurs following their passion, and really for any business owner. And that's the importance of focusing on profit instead of just focusing on sales. If you haven't heard the other episodes in this series, you can totally start with this one and then go back. The series starts at episode 92, and in episode 94, which was another solo episode, I talked about not winging it with your numbers, you need a plan. As a CPA and business strategist, I have met and continue to meet many entrepreneurs that are working themselves ragged, but they have the sales to prove it. However, it's not all roses. Oftentimes, they're making well beyond six figures in revenue each year. However, what ends up in their pockets is less than minimum wage. Wait, what? The author of Profit First, if you've heard of that book, Mike Michalowicz, he refers to those businesses as cash-eating monsters and those types of business owners as victims of entrepreneurial poverty. It's a thing. 
If this is you, you are not alone. Many entrepreneurs find themselves in this trap where they are making money, but all of it seems to disappear. Oftentimes, they're unsure how to dig themselves out and what exactly they need to change to keep more of the money that they've earned. You've probably been a witness to these types of businesses or even a customer of those types of businesses, but had no idea what was going on under the hood. This lack of profit issue plagues so many solopreneurs and businesses. That's why statistically, so many businesses go under. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, 20% of new businesses fail during the first two years after opening. And during the first five years, 45% fail. And 65% fail during the first 10 years. That's a lot of failure. And I don't want you to be one of those statistics. But to survive, you really need a financial strategy. Marketing and sales, although they are really sexy, are only a piece of the success puzzle. I want you to think about where you live and the businesses that are in your community that appear to be very successful on the outside. You know, the type with the giant line of hipsters going around the block, waiting for hours just to get their glazed donut dusted with acai berry. And then a few weeks later, the place is shut down? What? Yeah, think about where you live and the businesses in your community that appear to be very successful on the outside. And then they're shut down. I'm sure you've seen it in your own town. Let's just imagine for a moment a trendy ice cream place. Let's just call them the Sunday morning. I'm thinking of the Velvet Underground song, Sunday morning, except Sunday is going to be spelled Sunday like the dessert. I'm totally making this up. So if there is a place out there called Sunday morning, uh, I'm not talking about you. This is fictional. I'm just making this up. Okay, so let's just imagine that there is a place called Sunday morning and it's all the rage in your town. And there are hipsters and families lined up around the block week after week looking to get their ice cream cones and their sundaes. You finally decide to check out what all the fuss is about. So you go down to that ice cream store. When you get there, you discover that the storefront has changed. The location has been replaced by an artisan vinegar and sea salt shop. What? Which sidebar is probably not going to last very long either. You think to yourself, what happened to Sunday morning? They were so trendy. They were the place to be for ice cream. So what in the world happened? Okay, so you do a little Googling and you find out that, let's just pretend, someone got a cockroach in their cone and then they got some nasty comments on Yelp like, surprise, Sunday morning has new exotic toppings. Okay, that stuff can kill a business, but their devoted fans aren't necessarily reading all those Yelp reviews. They already love them. They're going to come back. So, sure, the cockroach in the cone incident could have forced them to shutter their doors. But that wasn't the real reason. If they were a profitable business, one little mess up like that, they could have probably bounced back from. But they didn't. 
they closed their sweet shop down, using that bad publicity as their excuse. Instead, the reality was that Sunday morning had a long history of problems with its overhead. Between the rent in the trendy neighborhood, the labor, the cost and shipping for all their gourmet toppings, purchasing the wrong quantities of perishables that were thrown out due to spoilage, all the refrigerated units that required repairs, the fancy ice cream truck they bought for events but never used, etc., etc., just kept going on and on. Sunday morning was so far in the hole that despite being totally slammed night after night, they couldn't scoop their way out of this. In fact, they could have scooped ice cream until their fingers bled and still remained in the red. Literally. Because their expenses remained greater than their sales. It didn't matter how many sprinkled covered sundaes they sold because they never truly found a way to operate profitably. Although Sunday morning appeared to be a successful business, they just weren't. Here's the cherry on top. Because they lacked a financial strategy, they just kept spending more and more money, hoping that that would be the answer. But to achieve profit, you need a plan. But not one that is rigid. Instead, you need to be nimble as an entrepreneur and be able to make tweaks in a timely manner. But to do this, you must understand and review your numbers and then take action. I am not telling you this to discourage you from starting a business or following your dreams to be an entrepreneur. Instead, I'm just letting you know that you are not alone. Your financial struggles are actually really common. Your road ahead might include a lot of tough times. However, being an entrepreneur has so many amazing benefits that it's actually really worth it. And having a financial strategy will help you achieve your dreams. In my experience, I have personally seen the financial books of businesses that have been written up in national magazines for their popularity and noted internationally for their influence. Yet these successful businesses, and I'm saying this with air quotes, are in reality crashing and burning on the inside financially. Not only were they suffering from a net loss, but more tragically, they had several loans out with giant interest rates, they owed back taxes, they had maxed out all their credit cards, and they were constantly scrambling to make payroll. That is not a good situation. When you have a business that is focused just on passion and not profitability, it can lead you down the path of overspending. Why? Well, because people think dumping more money into their business is the answer. Now, investing in your business is one thing, but here's the thing. Instead of digging deeper to discover what the real issues are, they use money as a Band-Aid over and over until the bleeding just won't stop 
because all the Band-Aids are used up and they can't afford any more Band-Aids. This Band-Aid approach can often be a result of ego and mindset. Let's just face it, our ego can cause us to make irrational decisions based on feeling rather than data. Our mindset may hold us back or cause us to make choices out of fear, doubt, or uncertainty. But to get to the root of the real issue, emotionally driven actions need to be taken out of the profit equation. Understanding these emotions are important, but just don't let them cloud your judgment. When we're building a business based on passion, sometimes we get blinded by what we love and forget to think about what the end user really needs and is willing to pay for. That requires time, effort, and patience to test and tweak after gathering data. Then the cycle begins again, testing and tweaking. But instead of following that process, we're more interested in our next masterpiece because we suffer from brilliant idea syndrome. (sighs) Yes. Oftentimes as entrepreneurs, we fall into the trap of the shiny object. And before we finish one idea, we're on to the next. I am so guilty of this. I have notebooks full of ideas. I'm always reading several books at once because there is so much to learn and I want to take it all in. Except in reality, I have piles of books with sticky notes, bookmarks, and underlined passages, along with countless unread chapters. Constant creativity and curiosity are both a blessing and a curse to us entrepreneurs. Sometimes our most mind-blowingly clever ideas just fade away because we never fully execute them before we're on to something else. Okay, getting bored and restless is just common for us. If we're not getting quick results, we grow tired of it and we want to move on to something else that seems more exciting. Because the next thing, we perceive it as having endless possibilities. We end up spending more money looking for that magic unicorn. Another piece of software, another book, another course, another conference, or whatever. Chasing after that unicorn is more attractive and enticing than spending time and effort to examine our current model and tweaking it to work towards our advantage. We don't know what profit potential we have because we're too busy being squirrels. But if we keep chasing what-ifs and never fully solidify what we start, we will dilute our dreams, spread ourselves thin, and wonder why we're not making enough money. After all, we have so much to give the world. But then we get discouraged and wonder why. Why aren't more people buying from us? Why are sales so unpredictable? But rather than trying to understand the whys, we end up on a hamster wheel. Yes, trying to constantly create new ideas and new offers before we've given our old ones a fair chance. We haven't examined the data or crunched the numbers. I did a poll recently asking entrepreneurs in my network the question, if I could wave a magic wand to give you one result in your business, what would that one result be? I had 66 people respond to my question, and based on that data, 15% wanted more customers, 
10% wanted more leads, 12% wanted an increased audience, and around 13% wanted more revenue. But as we've discussed, increasing sales doesn't always equate to increased profits. So I think the real why behind this of that magic wand is that they desire to obtain increased profits. Therefore, besides sales, we must also concentrate on the other profit levers. Profit levers include pricing, productivity, cost per sale, and overhead expenses. So going back to the difference between revenue and profits, revenue is the amount you make from a sale. That's the amount that comes in. The expenses involved in producing it are not included in that. It's just the money that comes in. Whereas profit is the difference between revenue and expenses. So revenue minus expenses is profit. It's the amount left over. Now, if you've heard of a profit and loss statement, that's the report that shows you the revenue minus your expenses, giving you your net income or net loss. Here's an example. I've worked with clients who have made around a half a million in revenue, but because they had so many expenses, they ended up making in profit far less than somebody who barely reached six figures in sales. What? Why? What? Because the one with the half a million in sales had a lot of expenses. Whereas the entrepreneur making less than six figures had very few expenses. In other words, you can have a seven-figure business, but make less in profit than one pulling in, let's just say, 80K in sales if they keep their expenses under control. So proportionally, of course, they're going to have a difference in expenses, but it really depends on how lean you run your business. To affect revenue in a positive way, you can do the following. So one is increase the number of clients or customers, which is what people had mentioned in the poll that I did. Increase the number or quantity sold per transaction. Hmm, that's different. That's not what people were asking for. Increase the price per transaction, which means the higher overall ticket price. And then improve retention, meaning you have the same customer purchasing more over a given time. So you have repeat customers that come back over and over again. So that means that you don't necessarily need more clients, more customers all the time. You can have increase in pricing. They can buy more when they have a transaction and they can buy more often. Obviously, increased sales can increase your profits. But there are other factors to consider. In the most simplest terms, here they are. So to increase your profit, you can reduce expenses, improve productivity, which means taking less time to do something. So think about it like time is money. So improving your productivity will reduce that. Decrease the cost per sale, which means that you have higher margins. So it costs you less to produce something. Whatever it is that you sell, it just costs you less. So that means that you have a higher margin. You make more profit from it. And the last one to increase your profit, you can increase revenue. So through the four that I mentioned. So you can increase the number of clients or customers, increase the number or quantity sold per transaction, 
increase the price per transaction. So you raise your prices or they purchase more or improve the retention, meaning customers come back and they purchase more over time. Considering these factors, getting more leads may not be the real issue. Yes, we want more sales, but tapping into your existing clientele, that alone, you might actually be able to reach your profits that you desire. In fact, if you tweak your pricing, improve your productivity, and develop more enticing offers for your clientele base, you could see your profits soar without having to increase advertising and marketing dollars. Hmm. But to have this insight, we need to be able to dig into our numbers. We are so focused on the future that we don't actually examine the present. If you haven't been logging your financial activity, then I encourage you to start. Oh, please, please, please. To do this, I've developed an easy tool you can just download for free. It's called the Profit Tracker Tool, and you can get it at getthebalancerightpodcast.com forward slash tracker. I'll have a link in the show notes, but it's the Profit Tracker Tool, and it will help you track your financial activity, and that way you can dig into your numbers. So it's getthebalancerightpodcast.com forward slash tracker. Being an entrepreneur is full of many challenges and so many rewards. Oftentimes, we're following our passion, but we don't consider all the hurdles we need to overcome. But starting with our heart is key. Now we just have to plan and take action to generate profit from our passion. Rather than tossing aside everything we've built, we want to learn from what's been working and what hasn't. Being an entrepreneur requires testing and tweaking. We need to take the current pulse of our business. That's why this tracking is so important. I want you to go back and look at the data and see if it actually correlates with what your gut feelings are. It's so important to make decisions based on data. I used to work in market research for years. I used to work in data collections. I was a project manager and I worked on data for Cartoon Network, NBC, Miller, Lexus, to name a few. These brands, I can tell you, never relied on hunches to make decisions. They entrusted the data. When you start collecting your own data, for instance, like through a questionnaire with your target market, the data might surprise you. We get so caught up in our emotions. We have to step away from that. Oftentimes, when we are building a business based on passion, we are so focused on our dreams and desires that we don't consider the data. In fact, I've seen this where entrepreneurs that are so deep in their passion that they don't look at data when they're establishing their pricing, developing offers, or even chasing after potential clients, which all of these things can be detrimental to your profits. And if you're not looking at the data, then you have no idea. Because if you've never dug through the data, then you don't know what the reality is in your business. In episode 94, I discussed the stop winging it with your numbers, you need a plan. I mentioned it before. If you haven't heard that one, I recommend that you go back and listen to that one. I talked about the importance of having a roadmap to understand and plan how you will reach your financial goals. I'm super jazzed that you want to build a business based on your passion, but that love alone probably is not enough to make the level of income in your pocket that you desire. If you are ready to start making your passion into a profitable business, 
I encourage you to enroll in my new group coaching program called From Passion to Profits Roadmap. This program will help you get on the right path for revenue that converts to higher profits. We will cover in depth what I talked about in the show today, but it will be totally hands-on and applied to your unique situation. We will examine the effective ways your business can utilize the profit levers I talked about and help you create a successful, sustainable, and scalable business based on your passion. If you'd like to sign up, go to getthebalanceright.net forward slash group dash coaching. That's getthebalanceright.net forward slash group dash coaching. And there's a link in the show notes. If you have any questions about the program, please schedule a discovery call with me, Heather Zeitzwolf. And if you're hearing this episode in the future, please check the waitlist for the next group or other opportunities I'm offering. So just to wrap up, as you may have noticed, this is episode 99. And for episode 100, woohoo, yes, I'm going to 100. We are starting a totally new season of the podcast, season three. We will be taking a short sabbatical for a couple of weeks, but I will be back with some really killer guests. I'm so excited. This is going to be so much fun. There's going to be some new things to the podcast, and I can't wait to share it with you. In the meantime, please check out some of my prior episodes if you haven't heard them yet. And if you want help with this, I would love to see you in my next From Passion to Profits Roadmap group, which is starting really soon. All right, guys, I will see you back in season three. 